All right. Hello. Good morning, afternoon, whatever time it is for you. Welcome to the channel Curiosity. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, I am joined today by Melissa. I'm so excited to share with you her story. Uh, we met on TikTok. I gotta love TikTok. It's connecting me to so many people. <laughs> and she's one that has come to most of the lives, really. So it's been fun just meeting her through that way. And so now we actually get to talk face to face and have an actual conversation that's not through comments. Um, but I'm really excited to share with y'all because Melissa is a 4-6 pure generator. And she's the first person I've met who's in the third phase of the sixth line. And she has so many amazing stories. So uh, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> I appreciate you. Um, so first, first, tell me uh, how you found human design and how long you've been experimenting with it. Um, I found human design on TikTok. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I've only known about it since maybe last winter. Um, okay. I, yeah, I, uh, and then of course, just like my usual self, I find out something and I have to know more and I have to know more and just down the rabbit hole. So well, and human design is quite the rabbit hole. So <laughs> it can go on forever. Yeah, <laughs> I'm realizing this. <laughs> okay so you're rounding out your first year in your experiment which is amazing that's that's an intense year because are you starting to just unpack a lot of things and and figure out a lot of stuff about your life as you look back through the lens of human design oh yeah because I'm right in the middle well I'm like in my third year of therapy that I actually dedicated myself to and um my mother just passed and uh so all the stuff that goes with that and um then i'm going into human design going oh my god all this stuff that i've learned in therapy is like me and i'm like a big connection person so like everything's connecting all the dots are connecting and it's it's uh been quite a ride <laughs> it's been a crazy <laughs> ride so yeah that's awesome i think that's really cool and i've heard similar stories where people will will be in a self-development path and they'll find human design. And so I love that it was affirming for you and helped. It sounds like it's been helping you in your healing journey. Oh yeah, most definitely. So how, how did you feel about the six line profile thing? Like, did you resonate with it when you first heard about the description of it? No, I didn't because I was like, I'm not in my wisdom phase yet. I'm I think I'm still sitting on the roof. <laughs> I think, um, <laughs> um, I, the more, the more, um, oh, well, first off, when we first started talking, remember, I found out that my time of birth was wrong. So we changed a few things that didn't change the sixth line, but it changed a few things. And um, then I started going through all this stuff with, you know, my mom and gave me a lot of time to think about things. And I'm like, wow, I think I am. I'm like in my wisdom and I'm just trying to figure out how to apply it better, but I have changed at first. I didn't think I didn't. And, um, then the other thing was, is the first section was the first phase was 30 years and 30 years did not resonate with me, but then 27 years did resonate with me. Um, I know nobody who was here for that conversation, but we had that conversation. I'm like, 
oh yeah 27 the 27 club and then then that's put a spark in me um yeah i did around that time so so as you look back pre-27 was it more chaotic for you oh yeah totally chaotic and by the time i was 27 i had my first divorce i left my husband i lost my job because i had a really bad injury that catapulted me into a whole bunch of health issues uh I didn't feel like I had a place. Um, and yeah, it was very chaotic, crazy childhood, you know, all the things about that. And um, a lot of, I, <laughs> the word trauma, a lot of trauma, you know, it's a buzzword right now, but there was. And um, yeah, so yeah, there was a lot. <laughs> so then now looking back after 27, cause you said that's the one that that clicked for you then did things start to settle down more uh yeah um I uh I moved and I got a job and I was by myself for a while and um then uh I did I did meet my second husband which took me on another journey um of (laughs) self-discovery And, um, oh, another thing about the 27 is, is uh, sorry, this is how I think 27 is my number and 27 is a gate in my sacral. It's the only gate in my sacral of the human design. So when I made that connection, I was like, whoa. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's really cool. And it's, it's your conscious North node and it's part of a channel. So it's a pretty big energy for you. Yeah. So that was like, when I was like, made that discovery, I was like oh it's a connection because I get really excited when there's connections Mm -hmm. and then I have to find other things that connect um you know I haven't really thought of a lot about my second phase I I know that you're up on the roof and and you're observing everything and I was observing my life was still a disaster it Mm -hmm. was I uh, like I said I was suffering a lot of health issues I uh didn't have a successful marriage I I had a child that was uh, who has autism. He also has a very rare sleeping disorder that not many people have like mystery diagnosis type stuff. And I'm like, what's going on with my life? This is not what I wanted. This is not who I am. This is, you know, and then, and then the need to want to control all that. Mm -hmm. So you're learning all these things, but everything feels out of control. Like you have no control. Like you're just floating along this river and things are happening to you interesting see that's so interesting given your conscious sun gate being the gate of control gate 21 so I imagine that did not feel great for you no no it didn't and I and I think when I was young when I was little I was really super resilient and nobody could tell me what to do um I was polite and all that I was taught all that stuff you know you got to be polite and you know but um, if somebody told me I couldn't do it, I would show them that I could do it. And um, I uh, had my own way of doing things. And, but that, I, I, I think I mentioned to you before, I felt like that got beat out of me. Like mm-hmm. you, you have to live this certain way and you can't. And I think that's where it started was when I was little. I came in strong, but then <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't lost 
that's what happens, unfortunately, to so many of us, especially in the time you were growing up. And then me shortly after you, like the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, they were weird times, honestly, when you think back and how our parents were parenting. And of course, we know they were doing the best they can, but it is what it is. And so that's what's so fascinating that I I just love to look back at the subconscious beliefs that were built up. And especially with you, because you have this uh, sacral spleen root connection, like they're all connected to each other. And then you have everything else undefined. But when I look at that, I think, wow, this sacral spleen root, that's so much good wisdom to be grounded in your body, to have that body guidance. What a gift. But if you're taught that that's not a gift and if yeah, you're, and you're living in your not self, exactly. Not self. Yes. Having those six undefined centers, then it's, it's hard to access that. And I think that's one thing I just wanted to point out for anybody who's a generator type, because I do see this happening with generators, even though there's kind of this idea of like, well, generators have this sacral, just follow your sacral. Like, well, if you've been conditioned out of it for your entire life, then it's hard to listen to it at first. So when you first started learning about this sacral response and and listening to your body, how was that for you, that transition of going within? Um, first off, I, I'm not diagnosed with anything, but I, I call it from you know, the ADHD, the six voices in my head. I, ha- I have six conversations going on in my head, an orchestra, a soundtrack, everything going on in my head all at once. And once I started, you know, just going inside and like all of that started to silence, like mm-hmm. it got quiet in there. And it was <laughs> really, it's like walking into a quiet museum and going, whoa. Um, <laughs> the, the first time, um, that I realized it in public. Cause when I go in public, I just like so distracted. So hearing everybody and every noise and every, you know, and I walked into this restaurant one night with a bunch of friends and halfway through dinner, I realized, Oh my gosh, I'm just here with myself and, and I'm enjoying this. And there's like nothing else going on. I'm present. So I think that's what it means for me is to be present uh-huh. and in the flow. And, um, I went home and cried that night and I'm, you know, another thing from our generation, suck it up. Don't cry. Don't, you know, I went home and I cried. <laughs> yes. Because, yeah. It was amazing. That's so. beautiful. I love that you had that moment of recognition too, and that you gave yourself that that's huge. Yeah. That's what's so important in the deconditioning journey is those little moments and really celebrating those little moments and honoring them and letting them show up even more. Yeah, that was, I love it. I'm feeling it right now. (laughs) No, so just holding space for a second. I'm like, okay, what do I say? (laughs) Yeah, that's beautiful. So now are you finding it? So you're, you're in, are you able to listen to that sacral a little more now? I am, but there's, uh, right now what I'm dealing with is fear. Um, like I said, my, my mom passed away in August. I'm in charge of her estate. I'm having to go through all that and then walk through grieving. Mm-hmm. And, um, now, um, I'm, I'm once again, boy, the, the health lessons are fun. I'm having some health issues 
and I'm ready to like go break out and you know my soul's a gypsy I want to move I want to start over I want to go I want to and like these health issues might be holding me back and I'm like you can't do this right now I'm I'm like free now I'm ready to go I'm ready to do all the things and to help people and be happy and um so yeah I'm like I'm like on a hump right now I'm scared Mm -hmm. um and um I just keep telling myself that it's all the things that I've learned you know to work through this process and not just be paralyzed by it it's another learning you know, another thing in the learning, maybe I'm learning something to help somebody else later on. And that's how I approach things. Now I'm like a lot more calm and I don't overreact to things or sometimes I try not to, but, uh, I'm just want, like we talked about, I want to use my wisdom and I want a, a way to let that out. And my gut is like, I can like a psychic, I can write it down and it happens. And it's like, (laughs) you don't want that to happen with the bad things. But my, my grandmother once told me, cause I knew here's one thing I knew she was going to pass away. I knew nine months before she was going to pass away to the day. And she just laid down on the floor and, you know, in a fetal position and passed away. That's how I found her. She said, sometimes, you know, these things ahead of time so you can prepare for them. So that's why I'm trying to you know, use that and saying, okay, let's walk through this. Just not sit in fear. The fear is like a huge emotion. It really is. It's, it's a major one. I mean, we're basically either in love or we're in fear. Yeah. And then we have the different expressions of each of those, but it, and then the control that's controlling it. I'm trying to control, you know, (laughs) just what I said, I'm trying to control my fear. Yes. Yes, that control aspect. How does that show up for you? Because this one, this one fascinates me too, when I observe it in people, because I see it as such a powerful force that can be so beneficial. Um, And I also see it as something that can be so destructive, just like most things. But this one is just such a big energy, I feel like. Have you found a, a good expression or like a healthy expression of this, I guess? I'm working on it yeah (laughs) (laughs) um I think in middle life you control things to make yourself comfortable if you can control the finances then you're not going to lose your house if you can control the people around you then everybody's going to be happy but um I had no, I think that's going to be something I need to put on my checklist (laughs) because I've realized how much, where my control came from in a bad way, because I wanted to be safe. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think so many people can relate to that. I know I did that in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is a huge thing, you know, for, for people in, in human nature and we're not, but we're not really controlling anything. We're, like I said, a lot of times we can make, because I'm like the, we talked about the camp director. I don't want to be that camp director, but when I am, it's like, I make everybody miserable. I'm fulfilling all their needs, but, um, 
and they like that but then it comes to a point where you just become a nag <laughs> and like yes mom i know <laughs> so yes well and you have that that cross of tension that just wants to fine-tune things and keep things in alignment essentially so oh constantly it's that's easing off that's easing that'll that'll be something that i'm very happy to to master a little more <laughs> a little bit yeah it's just uh, it's just so fascinating looking at this stuff in real life so so that's why i really appreciate you sharing your story especially so early in your experiment because i think well, I know for me, when I was first learning and I would see these other people who were talking about human design and and they just seem to understand it or like know it. And it's like, well, how? And then the farther I get in my experiment, I realize there's just so many layers and there's so that just means that we're constantly growing and learning and and shedding things and getting to a deeper layer and all of this. So it's fun to hear you talk about where you are right now and like what you've started to understand now and even with this cross of tension and this kind of control it's just so good <laughs> <laughs> i remember you talking for it's just so different <laughs> <laughs> so now it's not, now it's not how you run it, it's you know yeah and I want to be a projector and it's like you want to <laughs> I know that's what's funny too is I look at I look at generators and that's another reason I love talking to people because I'll look like a four six pure generator um yeah that sounds like a piece of cake let's go do that and then it helps me realize like we're all we're all working through stuff that's part of being human it's okay <laughs> oh yeah yeah it is and then I see people like I only you know have one connection and I just have all these little and then I look at other people's charts and I'm like oh wow they're so fascinating I want to be that I don't I, you know I feel so simple and but then when I look at it I'm like it should be so easy for me why is it not and it's not it's yeah well and we don't ever put those shoulds on ourselves right that's when we know that we're sitting in a box we're trying to judge our way into something because I mean you have six undefined centers so you're and they not, go nuts yeah. and they go nuts. <laughs> yeah. do yours yell at you at the same time sometimes because mine do I think one time you explained it on one of the lives where I was like oh my gosh she knows me yeah. like, you know, the whole conversation that your undefined go through like mine are like the six voices I yeah. wonder if I wonder if I have six that are undefined no because there's what eight I have three anyways yeah no there's nine total you have three to find so there's six undefined there's six yes <laughs> the six yes. voices so you literally have six voices in your head yelling at you you do no, they're all undefined that's hilarious yeah. See, this is the stuff i like it might mean nothing to nobody <laughs> but it means something to me it's like wow because i love numbers i'm horrible at math but i love numbers <laughs> <laughs> numbers are fun so so moving into the third phase, tell me, tell me how you're feeling now. Has there been, I think part of me just imagines there's just this click that happens. It's like, okay, I'm in my third phase. I'm a genius now, but I probably like most of life, it's a general. Movement. I had a little moment of that. I had a little moment of that when my mom passed, um, I was there with her. 
Mm. Um, I actually, 12 hours before she passed away, I, I, I like fell asleep for, it was not even seven minutes. Cause I look at the clock. Cause I, you know, have problems sleeping. And I'm always wondering why I dream like when I'm asleep for seven minutes. And, um, I went to sleep for a few minutes. I, I, uh, I'm flying through the sky and I come to this door in the sky and there there's light behind it. And I open it up and I'm, you know, like mom come with me. You know, I, I see her on the ground and I take her up with me, you know, got not guide her, but encourage her to come join me. And, um, I open the door and she wouldn't go in and I'm like, mom, you gotta go in. It, you know, it's, it's time. And she said, uh, I'm not ready to go. And I said, I know you're not. I said, but it's, it's time you, you got to go. And she said, well, I want you to come with me. And I said, I can't come with you. I, I have to stay here. And um, she finally went through and uh, t 12 hours later, she passed. I was with her. Um, and at that moment, you know, not that I want to be the matriarch of the family because she was, but everything changed for me. So I, I, I had to face um, taking care of three brothers um, or not really taking care of them, but walking them through this because she was the camp director mm -hmm. and, um, and doing, you know, my sister had passed, my father had passed. So it was, it's just me and the three boys and um, they're grown men, but <laughs> and so I had to step into this whole new role and I was happy because I have a nickname and it's Mimi and at that moment I was like Mimi's gone and I was happy for her to be gone um because that was you know first and second stage me mm -hmm. and um I wanted to be Melissa and uh so I like through this whole last process of these last couple months I'm really handling things differently and I'm really not, it's like I grew up. <laughs> it's like the 10 year old child is not at the driver's seat anymore. It was like, who is this person? I, I'm a lot calmer. I'm a lot handling things better. Um, I, you know, you're the, you know, been told you're the strong one. And instead of when somebody said, I'm the strong one, oh, you have no idea. In my head, I'd say, oh, you have no idea. I'm really not strong. This is just a cover. I felt like the strong one. And I felt like I was, you know, in the wisdom and, um, and just working through it. I hope I explained that well enough. <laughs> Yes, thank you. Well, I found it fascinating because I was just reading about six line things earlier. I don't know where because I was reading a lot of things and <laughs> one line life. That's um, what I mean. <laughs> I love to read a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so Ra was saying that there's so many six lines, like basically everyone that he knew, uh, once they get to that third phase, they change their name because it it's just such an energetic shift that it just makes sense to them and that's what happened with you you're like no this I'm Melissa now this is what it is yeah that this is who I was supposed to be I'm not I'm not screaming Mimi that's what they called me oh my gosh because when I was little if I didn't get my way when I was little little like under five 
Well, yeah, because sacral like the end of story. Say sacral didn't want to do it. <laughs> it really didn't. It really didn't. I was like, I wanted, I was 13 going on 30. I wanted to be the grown up and I knew it all. And I was going to go out and conquer the world. And then I didn't have anybody to like, I had some mentors along the way, you know, in reflection, there were some, there were some good people that I looked up to, but reflecting now, I see what it really was because I, I painted a better picture of my childhood. Mm. I think a lot of us do that. Yeah. And it's, and, and I'm not blaming anybody. It, it is what it is. People do the best that they can. We grow up and we screw up our children too. You know, 20 years from now, there might be a podcast where our kids are going, yeah, you know, my, <laughs> my parent, you know, but I, you know, I was beat. I really, and not in a bad way. I was just like beat down. I just, t- I wasn't around the right people. Yes. That and- is everything. And now I'm hoping maybe I can be the right person for someone, which would be totally awesome if I can influence somebody to go for it. And I, and I think we're living in an age now, God, I just had a total deja vu. I think we're living in an age now where people are doing that and it's not so much frowned upon. And so we can encourage the generations coming up that, you know, be authentic and I see that so much in these younger generations. I am blown away by them daily. Basically. It's amazing. Some of the stuff that they know where like I'm subbing and I'll talk to one of my girls. She's like 16 talking about a boy. And she's like, I'm not putting up with that. I'm too, like, I don't have energy for that. And I was like, <laughs> at 16, I would be like, oh, I should change myself so that he likes me. Like, you know, why, doesn't, why doesn't he like me? It must be my hair. It must be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just so much. And it's amazing. So I'm grateful for that. And, and I'm a little sad for us that we didn't get that at the younger age. Cause I often think, what if I would have had TikTok 10, 15 years ago? <laughs> Mine. As long as I didn't have it when I was a teenager, I want no proof right <laughs> i'm typical what no proof of that. <laughs> but now that's another thing now that i'm going through all this like the shame is lifting like all the things that they make you feel bad and guilty and shameful about and you know you see people come online and say this was my life and that's what i did and you can come after me but i'm owning it and so what yeah we didn't have that. We was, oh gosh. And you see it even now in social media, so much shame. Everybody just comes on and shames each other. And it's like, can't you see what, I mean, not in all the forums, but you know, a lot of places, it's just like, how can we pile on everybody to keep perpetuating all of this shame and judgment? Mm-hmm. And that that's you know new for me like my shame I didn't even want to keep a journal because I was afraid somebody would find it and read it really wow now I don't care I'm like go ahead and read it but I'm warning you it's gonna be spicy (laughs) (laughs) well yeah because you got to get all those thoughts out well and also I just want to go back for a second around about being around the wrong people because I feel like that's especially important for you with that four line and with your sacral, like being around the right people 
can make or break you. I know I've oh. experienced that as a projector. So do you feel like you've connected with your four line on your profile? Are you starting to build your network? Yeah, my tribe has always been small, very small. And um, I do have a network. One thing about me is, is that I, and I don't know, everybody kind of, I hear echoes of it's, it was an eighties thing, but I don't know. Every generation has their thing, but um, I have connections with a lot of friends from childhood, like hundreds of people. We're not close, close, but like, if I needed to reach out and use a resource, they're there, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but as far as my inner circle, it's tiny, <laughs> but I do need to be around when I'm not around the right people. I know it. And it, and it's bad. It's, you know, um, I, I, if I can't network, you know, within my realm, then I'm going to go in the cave and hide because yeah. I, I want to be around them or I don't, or I want to be alone. I, you know, I, uh, that's the best way I can explain it. I think now that I'm growing again, I think that that network is going to grow. I am making connections with people, um, with my new path and, you know, uh, a lot of positive more positivity for sure just trying to it's like this huge thing you you're trying to put yourself together body mind and spirit and there's like so many i'm like you look at all the shiny things you know <laughs> you're like, hey, you need to focus focus it's so easy to go outside of myself because of the nurturing and because of all that and it's hard for me to stay centered i know we talked about my root but I really have to concentrate on grounding and I really have to concentrate on being inside myself. And when I do, it's wonderful. That was one question I had with that defined root. How do you ground yourself? How do you connect to that defined root? Um, this is gonna, um, I've done a lot of journaling, but I have this love affair with the moon and uh, yes. it's funny. I, I, um, I'm a melanoma survivor. I had melanoma and I loved the sun and I worshiped the sun and I didn't lay out, but I was always in the sun and I loved the sun. And when I, when I had cancer, when I was like, it was 40, I found out I had melanoma, you know, you can't be in the sun. You can't do this. And I'm like, Oh, what's going to happen now? This is like, the sun is you're taking life is taking away or God or the universe is taking away the one thing I love. Mm -hmm. This is how I connect with my child. We go to the pool. We do this. We do that. You know, and I was really hurt over that for a while, but then I discovered the moon and the moon is like, I've always liked the star in the sky, but like I go out, I go outside. I put my feet in the grass. I'm going to be the crunchy hippie kid that I am. I'm going to put my feet in the dirt, in the grass. And I just imagine like tree roots growing out of my feet mm. and they go like really really deep and um and that's <laughs> if I'm really feeling nuts I'll go do that and it works it works for me um I or uh, also self-care you know doing something for myself because I really don't I do I ignore myself mm. and that's you know um doing you know 
some people might have their nails done. I like to have my feet done. Um, but um, just spending time with myself, doing my hair, uh, give myself, uh, you know, beauty care stuff. I'm not a makeup wearing person, but just stuff to make you feel good. Yeah. And, um, so that's, you know, but the, the root thing is that's new. That's about a year and a half old. Okay. I do. I do that visual as well. And it, it definitely helps me. So I'm glad to hear you doing it. Yeah. I have a great imagination. So I think in pictures. So like visualization is really good for me. <laughs> <laughs> I met someone once that said she doesn't, she can't envision things in her mind, like a guided meditation. There's just nothing that happens. I was like, but how? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I remember when I learned that other people didn't have an inner dialogue and I'm like, what are you talking about? I have like six. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make sense to me either. Like, how do you not do you that? Sometimes mine has different accents. So. <laughs> <laughs> In there. <laughs> And it's always weird. I'm just like thinking away. And then I'm like, what, why is this thought Spanish? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Or yeah. a song. I do the, I do the song things. I have a song for everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bittersweet Symphony is playing in my head right now as we're talking. I mean, that's, you know, I'm better at controlling that, but I like to, I like my soundtrack. So I don't, try to silence it anymore but oh yeah my oldest son is like that too like he'll purposefully get a song in his head and then he's so happy and then like when they when my boys were younger if the younger one just started singing a song randomly because that's how he is my older one would get upset he's like I have this song in my head and I want this song in my head but now I have that song in my head and I don't want that one I think I'm happy I had a singleton. I wanted to have a whole bunch of kids because I'm one of five. And I love kids and I was a nanny and that, you know, I mm. advocated for special needs kids and I won't, I'm happy with my singleton, I think. How old is he? He's now 23. Okay. And um, he's fascinating. Um, he is, uh, I believe I looked him up I can't remember because I was just so much into mine, but I do believe he's a manifesting generator, but I don't know. But I don't remember off center the lines. Mm -hmm. um, it wouldn't surprise me because of how he is. Uh, but uh, he is so insightful. And like when we would, through the teenage years, when we would argue or get in a fight, he was, he was like the sensible one. Mm. like getting it back and forth and it would be like we'd start projecting at each other and then he would just like stop it and be like well mom and this is you know and and just like calm everything down instantly just like not throw it back at me I would just be going at it going out and then be he'd be like stop no we need to stop here for a minute and discuss this and in, in a way like that and mm -hmm. I'd just be like whoa who are you like <laughs> Is that I what you're huh? talking about with this younger generation these kids oh, yeah. just, like 
come in so smart. Yeah. Come in with wisdom. I mean, it's wisdom that he, you know, he was coming forth with like, calm down, mom, chill out. This is not how we do it now. This, you know? yeah. <laughs> uh, all of a sudden, you know, you become the child and they become the parent almost in a way. And I, I think that has a lot to do again with the discussions made about our generation. We were, I was a free range child. I was, I was out at three years old going out in the neighborhood, you know, building mud pies and roller skating or whatever. And we, we did all kinds of stuff. It was a constant adventure. I wish our kids had that a little more, but with maybe a little supervision, there was no supervision. It was like Lord of the Flies out there. It, it was, it was, um, like, do, have you watched Stranger Things on Netflix? A little bit. I haven't it's the one I haven't gotten into it totally I yeah so well it's set in the 80s right and so they're always on their bike like around the neighborhood doing all this stuff and and I, my kids were like what they're just out it's like, that was the 80s like literally you know someone calls somebody else's house like is Mike there it's like oh well, I know the mom's like I don't know where Mike is it's not dark yet so <laughs> not worried about yeah. it street lights <laughs> not on yeah and I can't even imagine when I, we lived in Little Rock for six years and we literally lived across the street from the kids' school. And I was still paranoid to let them go to the park across the street by themselves yeah. because I had seen these news stories and I knew someone personally, a couple people actually, whose CPS was called on them for one little thing. You know, it's like, oh yeah walk two blocks to the park by themselves and someone called cps uh one person that i knew her kid was like a year and a half like the youngest of four and she goes outside to throw the diaper away and the kid follows her in just a diaper and it's like 55 degrees or something outside it's like albuquerque so it's not it's like mild 55 yeah and uh in the like 45 seconds that they were outside someone drove by and saw it and called cps and so that it just made me so paranoid to allow my kids that freedom and i was a full-time single mom their dad didn't even live in the state like if anything happens it's all on me yeah and that was terrifying but i think that our generation of people react that strongly because of our childhood yeah we do yeah because well what's gonna happen we know what's gonna happen it happened to me yeah things happen to me and um my you know I I I I laughed because I thought well now that my mom's dead she's gonna know everything that happened to us when we were kids and she's gonna freak out because she's looking down from the skies going oh my gosh (laughs) she wasn't a bad mom she my mom was silent generation so mm-hmm. i had boomer siblings i have older siblings that are boomers right but i'm like fresh generation x i'm 67 i'm like all encompassing you know <laughs> mtv everything right yes um but i grew up in a neighborhood that were you know with parentless kids and, and my mom was forced to go back to work after being betty crocker for about eight years and so we we just we ran wild we we were we're we're little adults and and yeah so things happened and you want to you don't want that to happen to your kids so then the pendulum swings the other way 
Yeah. And that's why we have people. My kid, we live like a block and a half from his school. And I could actually see him go through the front door if I let him go by himself. But because, because of, you know, his diagnosis, that made it even worse because I would be an awful, terrible mother, you know, if I let him have some freedom mm. where he can learn. But how they have to learn to do stuff on their own. Right. I know. It's like it's so balanced. Such a- I, I should tell it. He'll never hear the podcast, I hope, but I, he was an eloper, so he escaped. And so I didn't sleep a lot because. He, you know if I went to sleep he'd escape I put a bell on the door hoping it would wake me up or one Sunday morning I had fallen back asleep because I was just exhausted and I get this call Melissa you know come get your child we're getting ready to go to church and he's out on the swing set naked having a good old time (laughs) and this the one time that see the the one time that you know I mess it's like the one time that you mess up right and she's a teacher at the school so a mandated reporter and I'm like that's it I'm you know I'm going to jail and <laughs> like all that shame all that you know oh, I'm gonna be a horrible parent oh my gosh the mom gives <laughs> crazy well so have you encouraged him to follow his sacral and to listen to that yeah yeah he 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 does his own thing um he has a small group of friends and um he does live life like uh, covid was really hard for us it isolated us more um because of his sleeping um because of his sleeping disorder he can sleep up to 18 hours a day wow misses chunks of his life and um and it's really hard to explain to people something that they don't understand it's you're just being lazy you make yourself wake up it's not like that it's it's you do sleep a lot you do eat a lot you eat and you think you're dying you think uh it can also uh, manifest in a form of going out in, in sexual activities and having sex and not remembering it, it you know it's akin to uh, narcolepsy um, but uh, so he is following his own path right now my fear is is that when I'm gone and um, is he going to be able to maintain a lifestyle with the uh, I don't like calling it a disability. He's just different and, and we're all different. And, but I'm hoping that the world's going to change enough that he can, you know, go into the new ways and not the old ways for lack of a better explanation. Yes. Yes. Well, the world definitely is changing and shifting and in a lot of amazing ways. So yeah. And in this third phase, you know, that that's another thing. I'm going to have to reassess everything and we're going to have to go at this again to help his life improve post-COVID and post all this craziness. Yeah, the world is weird right now. Yeah, it is. And people are so angry. And um, in general, I'm not pointing the finger, but people, we're all tired. We're all aggravated. We're all, you know, 
oh, uh, I I hate uh, my best friend has two young boys in their 20, well, 18 and 23, and they work in the service industry and they come home every day and they're just like, I don't know how I'm going to handle this anymore because grownups are being rude to us. They're not sensitive. They put up with a lot. Yeah, they, they come home so stressed because it's like they take on all that energy and um so yeah we, we got to get our kids through this <laughs> that's what i'm saying we that's maybe that'll be one of my new maybe that'll maybe we just discovered one of my new avenues maybe maybe i'm a deep thinker <laughs> if sacral's excited about it then it's a good indicator sacral wants to help yes well in that 2750 that one will get you taking care of people for sure so let's get this party started right yes well i know with your innate gifts and the four six the more that you just talk about what you know and and share your gifts and your wisdom then the people that need that will be drawn to you because it's that's what happens yeah I just have to know when to respond and not (laughs) I get excited just like in our emails where I'm like oh let's talk about this let's talk about that you know (laughs) my sometimes I get a little too excited and people are like whoa (laughs) wait a minute I'm not sure I can handle all this energy (laughs) I've learned to temper that that's the open throat, just like having so much to express. So <laughs> that's okay. Just all part of the process of learning, just like with everything else. Um, Sorry but... about the noise. <laughs> no, it's, all... it's all good. Well, um, again, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your story. Is there anything else that's coming to you that you just really want to share with people or share in general? um the only thing i'd like to say is don't give up when um human design can seem overwhelming at first just pick now see now i can't even think what do you say you pick your strategy and what strategy and authority yeah go with that first and lead in that way and um you know just give yourself time because there is a lot to consume we'll I I've already come to the conclusion that this is going to be a lifelong thing and I'm always forever going to be the student. Um, but that's what I'd like to share because it's really fascinating once if, if you really want to discover yourself and even if you don't mesh with your human design, it teaches you so much about humans period mm-hmm. that um, that's the gift in itself because it takes all the ideologies and beliefs and, you know, for me, it resonates. So I'm totally excited. That's so true. I'm glad you said that. I was actually just talking about that with another human design friend about how it can feel so overwhelming in the beginning and how to help people to just connect. And so I'm glad that you, you put that out there and you write just like one step at a time, just let it kind of guide you. Yeah, that's great. I'm so happy that I got to do this with you today. I'm happy too. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me. All right. You have a good day, Rebecca. You too. (laughs) Bye.